Hey, massage friends. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez. Welcome to the USO LMT Massage Podcast. I'm your host and the founder and executive director of USO LMT, your new massage association. We are here to educate, elevate, encourage, and empower present and future massage therapists to get involved and push our industry forward through positive change. So let's get into today's topic. the USOLMT Massage Podcast. I am Stephanie, your host and the founder of USOLMT. Today, I've got three great guests on the show, and we'll be talking about self-care and self-love today for massage therapists. So my first guest is Elise Volkman, the wandering hummingbird herself. Elise has been giving and receiving healing touch since a very young age. And shortly after graduating Port Townsend School of Massage, her wondering led her to learn a multitude of advanced techniques, including Lomi Lomi, Thai, Swedish, deep tissue, and more. I learned Lomi Lomi and that changed my entire game of massage therapy. So I love it. Her talents landed her a third place medal in the World Massage Championship in 2017, making her one of the most highly sought after massage therapists in the United States. Rightfully named, this wandering therapist made it her mission to open the minds of fellow therapists and show them that there is more to massage than the confines of the room. She experienced, she inspires therapists and clients alike to appreciate the beauty that is massage. She creates a sacred space of mind, body, and spirit, leaving you feeling light and renewed. So thanks for being on the show, Elias. So happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I've also got Christopher Jones with me today. Christopher is a board certified and licensed massage therapist in practice since 2007. Prior to his time as a massage therapist, he was a personal trainer and competitive martial artist. He earned bachelor's degrees in English literature and psychology from the University of Maine, and also earned a master's degree in kinesiology with a specialization in exercise for older adults from A2 Still University. He received his massage training at the Connecticut Center for Massage Therapy and later taught there. He's also a corrective exercise specialist certified through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Christopher is a longstanding member of the AMTA, and he serves as a subject matter expert for the NCB-TMB, as a reviewer and content writer for several textbook publishers, and as an approved provider for continuing education for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. He currently resides and practices in central Massachusetts. So thanks for being on the show, Chris. Oh, thanks for having me. This looks to be a good time. Yeah, excited to have you here. And Rian, Rian is a Rian Gufarati. She is a passionate entrepreneur, wellness coach, and teacher. She's always had a passion for helping people heal and has been doing so since 1998 in a variety of settings. She started practicing massage therapy while in high school, and her interest in the human body led her to massage therapy school in the year 2000 and later graduated from college with a biology degree. She opened her own massage school and wellness practice in 2012 in Colorado Springs. She is the owner of Soulful Wellness, where she offers health and wellness coaching, private yoga, sound healing sessions, and international wellness retreats. She helps her clients heal from within and foster daily self-love and self-care routines for optimal wellness and vitality. Rian is a massage therapist, yoga teacher, Ayurvedic wellness coach, and certified by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition as a health coach. Her mission is to help clients step into their power and reach their fullest potential by nurturing and nourishing yourself from the inside out so that you can flourish. I think that's great. So let's get into our topic today, you guys. Um, We're going to talk about self-care and self-love. So my first question that I have is, 
is there a difference between self-care and self-love? And can we define that? So whoever wants to go first. I mean, I'll definitely go first. I know that I, I definitely know for myself that self-love and self-care are two very different things. Um, I could be, of course, like, I think that self-care is a way of loving yourself, but there's ways that you can like take care of yourself, even while maybe you're not feeling like you love yourself, even if there's something that's not going on or, you know, self-care is kind of that inkling between like, am I really taking care of myself or am I just like emptying my teapot for everybody else and I'm taking care of everybody else and not really worrying about myself. Like it kind of gives you like a gauge on where your self-love is, how much your self-care is. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. What about you, Chris? Do you have any ideas or thoughts on that? Well, um, I've never been asked it quite that way before. That's, that's a really interesting way to look at it. Is there a difference? And the first thing that comes to mind is that I, I guess I would see self-love as probably the want or desire to do, whereas the self-care is the things you would actually do um, to, to, to carry that out. Um, again, I not fleshed this out at all since this is just a a, a pop on here but um uh, yeah it, just to parse it out like that it, it's a different way here. that i've hear, heard it presented before <laughs> and Rian, how about you yeah i would love to add on to what chris was saying you're hitting it on the nail like self-love is the intention behind our self-care you can have self-care and work your you know work 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 and grind 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 and go at the gym to like meet a goal but if you're feeling resistance to actually like showing up for loving yourself and being kind and caring to yourself then that self-care is just like another avenue to an end result so you really have to bring that um, that intention, that desire behind it to be doing your self-care, whatever it is, whether it's working out or going to yoga or taking a bath or reading, right? Or just these juicy practices, you have to do it with the intention of self-love. So I think they are two different things, but I think when you merge both of them together, they're beautiful and powerful. And every massage therapist and person needs to start implementing the merging of the self-love with the self-care if they're not already doing that. Yes. Yes. I like the way that you put that. It's definitely true. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your self-care routines. So, um, who wants to start? At least you want to start and just tell me a little bit, like, what do you do to take care of yourself? Oh man, what don't I do to take care of myself? Honestly, uh, I'm very lucky because I'm single and I have no kids. <laughs> so got lots of time and it's great. I really I take advantage. I get at least one massage a week. Um, you know, sometimes I'm really great and I plan wonderful practitioners well in advance. And then other times I'm going to, you know, uh, like $60 an hour massage, just anything that I can get into for that week. But I definitely make sure I get one a week. Epsom salt baths are like an essential. Um, we have a hot tub also at our house. So, you know, I use a hot tub probably almost daily, um, you know, warming up and working out. Um, I, of course, would love to work out more, but it's one of those things where, you know, you choose where your priorities are and you choose what you're doing, but definitely like warming up. I do a lot of dancing as self-care, um, art and painting and therapy and, I mean, literally, there's just, there's so many pieces to it. Whenever I see myself going into a dip, like a depression or anything like that, 
I will self-care my way out of it. Cause I've realized that what happens is like my room gets messy and the dishes get messy and all that sort of stuff. So I immediately implement going to a spa day and spending the whole day at the spa, eating very healthy, tasty food, and then taking a really large, you know, big sleep. And then the next morning I wake up and I pick up everything. Um, but I also think like picking up everything is a form of self-care because if you have a clean, clear space, it's easier to support the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. I know that I do that. Um, I've learned, well, I have four kids, so <laughs> I have learned that having that clear space is, it means a clear mind, right? And then I can focus on the things that I need to do. So I am highly diligent about making sure that I do that and like really like deep cleaning my house, like once a week and just getting everything ready for the next week that I have coming up. So that's really important as part of my self-care too. How about you, um, Chris, what's your self-care routine look like? Oh, well, I I guess uh, that's, that's, I'll pitch this back to what we were talking about before. The care routine does not necessarily keep up with the love. I would like to have a better one. So, <laughs> but uh, some of the practices are, are are the same. It's I I I cook. That's that's one of my things. So I like to start with you know good food. Um, is it always the best food? No. I have kids too. They have particular uh, likes, dislikes. Will not eat. Will eat. And some things they just kind of walk away while I'm cooking them. And that's fine. Um, but I do like to, to start there. And I would almost say that's almost like a meditation for me as well. So I'll sit there and I'll prepare some food and I'll do big batches to cook for the week, so to speak. So here's a bunch of, you know, five, six, seven things. You can have combinations of them all week. This is where we go. Cause we're not always in the same place uh, for mealtime. So my wife works full-time. I work, kids have activities. So we, we, we put things together as we can. Um, I do like to uh, keep up with my exercise routine, which you would think working in a fitness facility, I could do a lot better, but being there so much makes me want to leave there equally as much <laughs> sometimes. So sometimes it, it's a really that battle to, okay, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Let's make a clear intention. So, you know, we were talking before about that, that real intention to be able to put behind uh, the, these activities. So I, I like to do that. Um, I've actually been on the sideline for a couple of weeks. I had a, a, a couple falls a few weeks ago, and I almost thought I broke my scaphoid. Uh, so I've been in a, a hard cast um, for a couple of weeks till they determined that I have not had a broken scaphoid. It was just a really bad sprain. So I finally have it off. And yesterday I decided, hey, I'm going to go for a hike in the woods. And of course, the trail was all ice for the three hours that I was out there. (laughs) But again, great meditative things to do. I hadn't been able to do that because I was afraid of falling on it. So, you know, you you take things as they go through. Um, I will honestly admit in this group, I can't remember when my last massage was. It was probably about three or four months ago. Damn. yeah, it that's it's I'm not happy or proud about that. That's too long. Um, it is very <laughs> much too long. Um, difficulty being finding the time. And uh, we'll go back to what was already said. A little picky about where I'd like to go versus what's available. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know we, we've all gotten on that one, but it's just little things you, you, you pick up as you go. Um, you know, just the walk to and from school with my kids. That's a wonderful part of my day that kind of centers me. It gives me something to do in the morning to get moving and something in the afternoon to kind of bring things 
a little back to a neutral state and, and go from there. So it's a series of a lot of little activities as opposed for me, as opposed to one or two really big events that I, I, I centerpiece my, my self-care around. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. I will say, um, like yesterday, for example, I was having, I was just feeling really anxious that morning and just being able to get outside. I was out there for just like five minutes and I felt so much better. Like I forget how much the sunlight on my skin makes a difference, you know, or how much just like sitting outside and just listening. I live in the middle of a city, but still, you know, just sitting out there listening to like the wind and the nature sounds and all of that five minutes that was like cured. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back in now. I'm good. <laughs> you know, so like just getting outside and having like a daily walk or something like that, that makes a huge difference. And then Rihanna, how about you? Yeah, I can so relate to what you all are talking about, but with like carving out specific dedicated time or just getting it in when you can by just simply going outside and connecting, right? With the sun and the earth and, and the elements that are around. But one of my favorite, absolute favorite forms of self-care practice is performing Abhyanga massage. And so Abhyanga massage is self-massage on yourself. You're applying warm, unctuous oil onto your body. And this is an Ayurvedic practice. And the word in Sanskrit for oil is sneha. And that also translates to love. So you're literally coating your own love onto your body as you're warming, as you're massaging warm oil onto your body. And I think this is a practice that all massage therapists should do, whether it's five minutes, you know, every day, or like on your weekend, self-care Sunday or self-care Saturday, all the way up to 60 minutes, because before you're massaging everybody else, you're working on loving and healing yourself with your own medicine in your own hands. So I absolutely love the practice of Abhyanga and am a firm believer that everybody should start implementing that practice just to notice the part, start touching your own body and then listening to what comes up. And like, for me, of course, being a mama, anytime I come across my belly, I have judgments that come up and I have to remember to be like, this loving portal brought children into this world and I'm judging myself. Let me bring some love and some kindness into this body, into this vessel that I have. So that's one of my favorite self-care practices. Also just like stopping and like putting my hand on my heart when I'm stressed or anxious or nervous about something and asking myself, what do I need? And just being grateful and in the present moment. So like these little things, uh, it doesn't have to be big and grand, just these little moments to just tune in and connect with myself and give myself love. I love that. So is there a certain, uh, pattern that you're supposed to do your Abhyanga massage or like a certain time of day? I know sometimes those Ayurvedic uh, routines are like, you know, there's a certain time of day you should do this or like a certain pattern. Can you tell us like a little bit more details about how we do that? Yeah, I like to do it in the morning and the morning is really the best time, but you know, there's no wrong whenever you can get to it, get to it. But the practices and the teaching say, do it first thing in the morning, you know, when you're creating your morning ritual and your morning routine, tongue scrape, oil pull, do a little bit of dry brush as your oil is warming up, then massage some warm oil onto you and then hop into the shower and then wipe the oil off. You don't need soap. The oil's gonna like pull impurities from the body and then you just wash the oil off um, in the shower. So you do have to be careful of like your drains and things like that with oil and make sure you have special Abhyanga towels for the oils because they do become rancid. But um, there's other 
uh, trains of thought that's like Abiyanga, like after you exercise, before you're going to go into the shower, you know, so, or even put Abi oil on and then exercise and then take it off to kind of stimulate the lymphatic system as well and to help the detox practice. So there's no wrong and find what works for you. You know, sometimes we got, we get caught up in our head and it's like, I need to do this the right, so it's not going to work. And it's like, nope, just find your rhythm, find your groove and see what works best for you and your lifestyle, right? Busy moms or single women, you know, or busy dads. It's like, where can you get it in? And what feels better for you and your body and noticing it? You know, sometimes you might want to obby before you take a shower. And sometimes you might want to obby after you take a shower and leave the oils on a little longer. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain kind of oil that you use for it? I liked a great one is sesame oil. That one pretty much all purpose, all doshas and skin types. But they do say like um, in the summertime when it's hot, you want to use more of a cooling oil. So that would be coconut or uh, sunflower oil. And then in the wintertime, it's cold. You want to use more of a warming oil. Um, so that could be more of your sesame. But, you know, you can try avocado oil. You can try saffron. Uh, safflower, sunflower, jojoba, what works best for you and your skin type. And it's all about experimenting and testing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rian, Rihanna. Um, so what you were talking about, like the self-massage um, kind of triggered in my yes. head. Rian, Rian, sorry. I was like trying to figure it out, Rian. Um, so it reminds me growing up, my mom never moisturized. And so for me as a, you know, growing, growing older, I'm like, oh God, I need to moisturize. And so I, I'm not very familiar with Ayurvedic, but what I've been doing is I've been figuring out which moisturizer I use. And then I use that to like self-love and to massage and everything else like that. So, you know, moisturizing my neck, moisturizing my face doing like after my shower just getting in everywhere and just like loving and touching myself so it just it triggered that thought process of that is something I do every single day whether I do it for a minute or I do it for five minutes because I'm like oh man I really like whoo my knees you know <laughs> I love that Elise and it's so true and you're bringing that intention behind the practice you're like oh I didn't even realize I'm doing some form of this art ancient Ayurvedic practice. You're just loving yourself as you're putting on, you know, moisturizer and making yourself feel good. And I don't know where you live, but I'm in Colorado and it is so dry. So it's just like so important for our skin, but you're really affecting all, all the different systems of the body with Abiyango, which is so wonderful to do, you know, and you're really getting down to all the layers and the levels of your tissues and your organs and in your mind, you're really connecting that mind body piece, which is just something that's so important. And we need to do more and more of to really be embodied and feel our feelings and our emotions. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you moisturize? Just out of curiosity. Okay. okay. So, so this has been, now I'm flashing back, right? I'm going back many, many moons ago to undergrad and I would get hilariously teased because every night, I would sit there, I would moisturize my feet, my elbows, my, you know, whatever. And I, as a guy in college, I got razzed so hard about this. And the only comment I had at that time was when you're 50, let's compare our feet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. To this day, yes. I still do it. Both my kids still come in every night, daddy lotion time. And they oh, flop on the I bed. Love it. I mean, it, it's, a, they're, I mean, they're 11 and seven now and they're like, yeah, on, on the on the back. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. I do that for my little boy too. I mean, he's eight. And so I, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little reconnect time between all of us too. So it's, it's, it's still nice. I think it's so important to, to bring up, like you said, that you were razzed about it. It's so, it just boggles my mind so often. I talk to my clients about, you know, oh, well, I'm a guy. I can't take a bath. No, you can fucking take an Epsom salt bath. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> you're, like, you're not I allergic have... to water because you're a guy, okay? <laughs> Tubs will not like, eat you. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite clients is this big time construction guy, and he takes like a two hour bath every morning to wake up. And so like I use examples with my clients and, you know, with my friends and everything like that with all these different clients that we have that we have these great stories with about like, no, you too can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think we have seen a little bit of an increase in like men coming into spas and stuff like that to take care of themselves like more often over the last, you know, probably five years. I think there has been an increase and men are actually looking at their self-care and what they're doing. So I think that's awesome, you know? Um, But yeah, it's still hard. I think for a lot of men, like that's just not the manly thing to do. No. And then the the (laughs) gentleman who owns the uh, athletic club that uh, I, I work at, he's just pushing about 80 now and uh, he's a big guy and his favorite thing is every two weeks he goes in and gets his pedicure because he likes the, the, the he likes the way that their particular lotion feels on his legs after he comes out for the next couple of days but he'll go in he's like oh i love it i relax i nearly take a nap it's the best part of my week like okay so you know it, it's been there just not a lot of people over time will just let themselves enjoy it well and what's funny is that that's actually very new for people to not enjoy taking care of themselves because if you look at like hawaiians and like some of the older um uh, i guess cultures that we come across especially the cultures that include massage like lomi lomi was a, a, a way of life you know it wasn't just like oh that's just the females that go get lomi no everyone gets lomi everyone in the village gets lomi so i think it's so funny that like there's like the really old traditions of everybody taking care of themselves and each other and then we kind of forgot it for a while. And then now all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, that does make sense because that does give us a rich and healthier life. Well, it's, it kicks me back. I, I go, I'm in massage school and a lot of them had only had their first massage maybe six months prior to that. Like you guys haven't been doing this. Meanwhile, I, I was thinking ever since I started doing martial arts as a kid, that is a routine part of self-care. They don't show that in the brochures. You don't see it in the movies. It's not flashy, but these are very physical athletic events and you need to be able to take care of yourself and not get injured and take care of yourself if you are. So that always seemed normal to me because we learned that, um, you know, pseudo traditional sense, I I suppose some of them paid better homage to the lineage than others, but either way it was adapted to meet the needs of who was there. So it was at least, you know, present and, and accounted for, but yeah, not a lot of other, not a lot of places keep that moving forward as a normal and routine part. It's always seen as like an add-on or an extra or what we're all, I'm always fighting with a lot of people, a self-indulgence. What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> the hell's wrong with indulging yourself once in a while? Yeah. Hallelujah yeah, on thing. that one. <laughs> I mean, what's the point if you can't? <laughs> right? I know. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about like the new massage therapist. I feel like when I was a new massage therapist, I had to take care of myself a lot more than I do right now. There were things that came up, like my body mechanics weren't that great. So my back would hurt more. My feet would hurt more because I was getting used to standing on my feet all day. 
every day. So what tips do you think we could give to the brand new massage therapist to really make sure that in that first year, they're going to be okay? Well, the thing that really helped me the most, and of course I went, I did apply for a bunch of places right out of massage school and I got hired at five. And then I showed up at my first one that paid me the most. And I went to do a Thai massage technique and she was like, oh, you can't do this here. And I was like, bye. So I started my own practice very soon. Um, but it was one of those things where I started doing massage. I started doing one a day and then I do two a day and then I do three a day and then I do four a day. Um, so I worked my way up. I, like I was training because I do believe that it definitely, whenever you're beginning massage and even throughout your career, going from zero to eight hours in a day is just a recipe for fucking up your body. Like it just is. So training your body up. Um, and then really getting as in the first year get as many massage therapist hands on you as possible as many as you can even if you can only afford to pay them for 30 minutes reach out to the best reviewed people reach out to all that sort of stuff offer to do trades with them if they're not interested in trades be like hey do, is there any way I can pay you for 30 minutes do what you can to get hands on your body because like it's going to completely change how you massage people how many massages you get um, and that's just like the two things that really, for me, are things that in the very beginning of my first year, I got a lot and a lot of massage from a lot of different people. I traded with them. I took classes. I enjoyed it. And I worked my way up instead of just going from zero to 100. Yeah, that's really good advice. I mean, I know that every time I received a massage from somebody in my first couple of years, I learned something, you know, so I was able to just pick up technique after technique that I had not seen before just because I laid on someone's table and, you know, and got that massage. So that's excellent advice. It looks like we lost Rhea and hopefully she'll come back. <laughs> so what about you, Chris? What would you say to the brand new therapist? Well, at least, at least hit it right uh, on that first point. As a new therapist, and for I, I was lucky in two respects for this. One, background. Two, I had an instructor who outright said this early in the program. You, to think of yourself as a massage athlete, to think of yourself as engaging in a new physical activity, you need to train, develop, and give yourself the grace and patience and acceptance that this is going to take a bit of time to get comfortable with. So yes, paying attention to the mechanics early to set good habits, really, really good habits Yeah, to be able to, again, as, as Lee said, start with one, go to two, go to three. Nobody starts doing this for eight hours or more a day and feels good. And <laughs> if they say so, they're either lying or on some sort of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, they, they've pre-medicated to, to, to prevent it and they'll deteriorate faster in the end. You have to give yourself that time. And I, I again, I, I can only agree with already what's been said. Get on as many tables, get as many hands by whatever way you can, because you will find quickly things you like, things you don't like, things you think your body would be best suited to try, ways to get better at things that you already know by being more mechanically efficient in that respect, and being able to learn how to connect with different people not, not the physical techniques, but how to connect one-to-one, -one, person to person, client therapist. If you can develop that piece of this, that piece of it, that, that interpersonal re uh, relationship, the hands-on techniques that will flow afterwards, are, they're, they're going to come. The real big part is learning how to have that first interaction and develop those relationships. 
that's going to be a really crucial piece of early development. And that will save one, a lot of angst and potentially interesting situations later. I'm sure that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and it, you, you'll, it, it'll allow you to put some real time and intentional thought into how you would like to develop yourself as a therapist, your practice as, as a business going forward, and being able to translate that into goals that you can achieve for yourself. Like, for instance, I, I, I had somebody who gave me that, this has been mentioned a whole lot, uh, some, some Lomi Lomi, I'd like to learn that. I had somebody who did these really interesting uh, movements and, and stretchings, I'd like to learn that. Was, was this a, a, an inclusion of this technique, that technique? And that'll just expand the horizons because your basic education really is just that. It's a basic education of the fundamentals, maybe some exposure to a few pieces of, of, of the, the, the massage table, uh, uh, as it were, that you can pick from the buffet uh, of all the things that are available to you. Um, and really just, just to give yourself, uh, again, that, that patience, a little grace to have a few missteps, to backpedal a few times and reconsider things that maybe you thought you wanted and then realize, I think I want to go in another direction, but am I too far on that path to change? The answer is no. <laughs> I'll, short, I'll short it for them right now. The answer is no. You can always move to something. It, it's okay. Um, and, and yeah, I, for, for the new people, just give yourself that moment to breathe. Something that you triggered for me, Christopher, was um, it's really important, and this is what I preach to pretty much anybody who's going to listen, is figuring out what your ideal, your dream schedule is, figuring out what your ideal lifestyle is, and then figuring out work and everything else around it. Um, you know, there was always this example of, you know, you have a... Um, a jar and you have all these different rocks in it. And if you put the yeah. big rocks in before you put the other things in, then everything fits in around it. Uh, it's a very famous example. If you need mm -hmm. it, you can always get hold of me. But it's one of those things where if you figure out your lifestyle, and for me, my lifestyle includes being able to go to Cabo every other month and take a month off and be at the beach for a month. Somebody else's lifestyle is I want to be able to massage my kids every night before I go to bed. So like, you're not going to do a job where you get off at 10 p.m., you know what I mean? And so once you figure out your lifestyle and your dream schedule, you find the pieces that fit in that. You don't get a job and then you try and fit your life around the job. If you get, if you're, right now, massage therapists are in high demand. So if you're a brand new therapist coming out of school and you want to work for somebody else to get your feet wet and to get started, you have immense bargaining power right now. So if you say, hey, look, I don't want to burn out. I just want to do two massages a day while I build up. You can do that. If you want to say like, hey, I'm still in school. How about I start giving, you know, free massages? Because we have to give three massages anyway. But I'm going to do one a day for, and I know what lifestyle I want. I want to work four days a week. I know what lifestyle I want. I want to work five days a week. You can start giving massages one day a week while you're in school. So by the time you're out of school, you're probably up to two a day. And then you collect all those emails. And then you have all of those clients and all those people that you've touched that can then give you reviews. And then like, it's just this whole pattern. So like figuring out your lifestyle is like the biggest self-love, self-care of it all. Figuring out what you want, what you need, what are, what's going to feed your soul 
before you try and like help anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, just- Elise, you're, you're hitting it right there. It's to be able to set those boundaries around what you want and to find people that respect them. If, if that's your, your, your desire to work with others, you have to find ones that'll do that. And as you said, right now, we have some really good bargaining chips because there aren't enough of us to fill <laughs> the, the needs that are around. But yeah, it, it really is that ability to, to know that you can say no. Mm-hmm. That as a new therapist, you don't have to accept that job where they're going to book you immediately for nine hours a day with eight massages. You get a five-minute bathroom break that you don't actually get, and we're going to pay you $12 an hour plus the hopeful tip that you're going to get on top of it. And you're going to be available every weekend and on call four days a week. The answer is no. (laughs) I, I, I long ago determined, especially once the kids came around, I don't do weekends. I don't do late nights. I don't do early mornings. Yep. And I don't. And it's never hurt me in any way, shape or form or capacity for being able to work. I love that. No weekends, huh? No. Not unless I teach on the weekends sometimes, but I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. When I was in school, they were like, if you don't want to work the weekends, don't even bother. Right. That's, that's what they told us when I was in school. You know, you're not going to make any money if you don't work on the weekends. And here in Arizona, we have um, tons and tons of spas, right? They're uh, way less, you know, chiropractic or healthcare oriented practices and stuff like that for massage therapists to go into and work for. And every single place here requires that you work on the weekends. There's like, it's hard. The only way that you can really get out of it here is if you're working under a chiropractor. And sometimes during those, you know, you work Monday through Friday and you have sort of a split schedule, whatever it is. And it's usually like nine to six or something like that, where you get like maybe an hour or two break in the middle of that. So it's kind of rough here, unless you are in your own private practice. So you're telling me that I need to go and open up practices over there and help people out, right? Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Show them a better way. Please. please. I mean, and another thing for, for new therapists is take your time in between sessions, right? Like the, these five minutes between I have 30 minutes between sometimes I'll even do an hour if I want to take a lunch or something like that, but I do a minimum of 30 because like, then if I get backed up, I can catch up within one client. If I need to poop, I have plenty of time. If I want to have a snack, if I want to like, or like do a little dance off because my body is feeling weird and now I'm going to dance, give yourself the time between clients. And if you're working for a place that isn't going to give you that time, there's like 700 clients to every one massage therapist in the United States right now. Literally, it's there's so many clients to every massage therapist. We only need like 30 or 40 to fill up our entire books. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you're in a position where you can't find a good place to work for, there are mentors in this field. I know I mentor. I know like there's I mean, I could probably give you a list of at least 15 different people that you can sit and talk to. Some of them are free. Some of them cost money. Some of them, you know, it all depends. But like, there are ways to get away from the rat race. Because when I got out of school and they were offering me $18 an hour, I was making 33 at my sales job. There was no fucking way I was going to have five minutes between clients making $18 an hour and maybe as Chris did, get a tip. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody got time for that anymore. It's Forget insane. It. <laughs> it, that is absolutely insane. I just. It's 2022. I, I know. You know, and even with the coronavirus, you know, and they, you know, trying to get people to do 15 minutes in between appointments, like most of the bigger corporations in our industry, they didn't even do that. They found cl- cleaners that uh, supposedly cleaned within two minutes so that you could just still keep on your back to back to back to back routine. Yeah, I debated slapping a label on an existing product with a faster turnaround time just to profit in that time, but I have ethics. So, (laughs) but yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What therapists need to understand, and this is part of our self-care and our self-assertion, is that we are the cogs in the wheel. If the cogs are like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing (laughs) happens. You know, if everybody, and I, there are some massage envies, so I'm not saying this in general, but there are some massage envies that burn people out. And then there are some massage envies because they're franchises that really take care of their people. Mm -hmm. But like, it's one of those things that if everybody just quit working at massage envy, all of us, and then they all went into private practice, people are still going to be getting massaged. Those clients are still going to be searching for somebody. Mm hmm. Yep, that's true. And like right now, I feel like all of the bigger corporations, they're surrounded by independent therapists. Now there has been a huge increase in the number of independent therapists in the last two years. It's huge. And they're like their number one competition right now. So I don't know, a lot of people have decided to just jump ship, go into their private practice. And, you know, in all honesty, it's better for us to do it that way. We have so much more control over our schedule, so much more control over what we do, the time in between appointments and how we take care of ourselves that why shouldn't we do that? You know? And if we're not going to jump ship, they better be offering us competitive wages up here in Seattle. And yes, I know it's Seattle, big city, but um, most of the good massage places are paying $50 an hour plus benefits. Wow. That's not heard of over here. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you can, you can even make $70 at a high-end spa. Like it, it just, it blows my mind that people think that the only way to do it is to go to to a low pay, low paying jobs because they have to get their feet wet and then they burn out. And it's all because they're not taking care of themselves because they don't have the money to take care of themselves and they don't have the time because they're working too much. And it's just like, it's this whole uh, self like feeding cycle that just keeps on taking us out of the field within seven years or less. Mm-hmm. I think I read somewhere it's like five years now. Oh, so, yeah, the the numbers are trending in a bad way and it's, it's burnout and injury. Injury is the old one. Burnout's the new, the new riser on, on the getting us out, but yeah, three to five years in the field on average and they're done. Yeah. Rian, welcome back. Are you all connected? Thank are you. you. Yes. Hey, hi. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I, I think we're talking about burnout and uh, I definitely went through that. I think if you've been in the career for as long as we all have, you experience some form of burnout at some point in your career and you really have to kind of dig deep and reevaluate and um, switch up your patterns and behaviors in order to find longevity in the field. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Oh, cause I worked the, my first two years, um, in a franchise and one of the, like a really fast paced environment, my schedule got booked solid very quickly. Um, and I was kind of locked into just doing deep tissue massage. I never got to do a Swedish massage. I never got to do anything that helps like to relax my body. And then my pay was not good. And when I left and went to the resort market here, um, 
you know, they pay on average about $65 per Swedish massage. And that price goes up, your commission goes up. Um, and so I was working half the time with twice the pay when I left. So I just kept doing that, you know? Yeah. And our industry is just so endless with the possibility. So if you're tired with what you're doing, okay. So what, you know, the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you're, if you're insanity as well, insanity. insanity. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing this, then you need to start introducing new things. And like, we're on repeat, right? We're on repeat in our heads, repeat in our lives, all this sort of stuff. And as you add new things in, all of a sudden that repeat changes and then it starts altering. And then you keep on inputting either self-care or a new technique or, you know, um, moving practices or moving jobs or, and you keep on inputting these different things until you get to a pattern that you're like, yeah, this is nice. This is, this is what I wanted. But you have to know yeah. what pattern you were headed for, which is what I was talking about earlier, is like you have to know your dream schedule. You have to know your dream lifestyle to find your pattern because otherwise, like, it's not, you know, you'll just you'll just be gone and we're going to miss you and we need more massages and we need more good ones. Agreed. So true. Preach. Yeah. And- <laughs> Yeah, preach it, sister. I love it. And, and it like we should be dreaming more, right? Like we should be fostering these opportunities to dream and say, what are your desires and what do you want to do? And um, I, I feel so fortunate that I was able to step into that dream and open up my own clinic and have a staff of 16 therapists and help them not burn out and help train them to have more modalities to their toolbox, you know, and learn about cupping and to be able to provide free trainings and, and not feel like they were working like slaves. Like we often feel like when we're in those corporate where you're turning them over every hour, you know, they're booked on the hour. It's like, who can work like that? How can you take time to take care of yourself when you're just, and the person on the table underneath your fingers and your hands, when you're worried about the time and getting to the next client, you're not even even being present when you're working in that kind of an environment, you know? So that like, I feel so fortunate enough to be able to train massage therapists, open up a massage therapy school and, and just really help and attract people that want to be massage therapists. Because I also worked at a corporate massage training school and they were just pulling people in that didn't even necessarily want to be massage therapists or had felon on their backgrounds and they were just like sign here it's 30 grand don't worry about it and when it's time for them to get their license then them realize oh can't get my license because I have oh after working in that corporate field of, of watching people just kind of pump out get massage therapists trained I was like this is not right this is not okay. Like I need to start a school where I can help people become massage therapists who really want to be massage therapists. And it's not about the money and you chasing a carrot, right? It's about you actually wanting to help people and make a difference because if you're in it just for the money, well, then you are going to burn out and it's not the right career for you. Yeah. That makes a big difference. You know, um, I went to massage school in 2016 and two of the guys that I went to school with have been arrested. Yep. For a very bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I want to throw out that like, so even if you are working in a job that is, you know, one of the corporations, 
self-care in between your sessions yes i know you have three minutes but like do a little dance off do it in the morning before you get there you know there are a lot of ways to fit in a lot of little self-cares in which is what we were talking about earlier just little tiny ones constantly so even if like you know we're all sitting here and like they're so bad we need to have more time between things like even if you find yourself in that situation it's okay part of like self-caring and self-loving yourself is like not being not hating yourself but for putting yourself in a situation that all of a sudden you're like, hey, this maybe not, maybe isn't ideal. You know, so like take everything that we were saying with, you know, kind of railing against the machine as like, you're, you're valuable, you're loved, you're still, no matter what, um, we're just like mad at an industry that has kind of been messing with their therapist for way too long. And it's like, if you work for Massage Envy or if you own a Massage Envy, we're not mad at you. We just want better. It's, it's okay to be where you are. As long as you know where you want yes. to be going, you can still yeah. feel good, even if it's not ideal. So take the yes. a minute out of those three minutes. Just change your breathing pattern for a minute. Recenter yourself. Do what you have to do. I, I like mm. the idea of the dance off, what, whatever it is. It's OK. Yeah. You could be there. Yeah. It's not forever. Yeah. Or maybe you're the yeah. one affects and the change. Being so grateful. Yep. And being grateful for having that stream of income and having that job and having that opportunity and knowing, you know, that it could it could be a stepping stone to something different, you know, and that you're on your way to wherever you want to go and that you are the co-creator of your life and you are the co-creator of your dreams and your destiny. Just put them in place and have a strategy, right? And meet those goals that you set for yourself. It's yeah. very rare to start at the ideal. Uh, mm -hmm. very super 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 rare <laughs> hardly ever happens but you can do it you can't you can't it's <laughs> but it's okay to do the work to get there that that yeah. that that's the other part it's okay mm -hmm. to be on the path to doing it mm -hmm. you don't have to hurt be angry because you're not there yet there's always another carrot to yes. for yourself so just be okay with being on a journey don't miss it for the expectation of a destination. So as a franchise therapist, um, you know, very new in my career for the first two years, I was a lead therapist too, very quickly. Um, so I had a lot of responsibility in my position. Some of the really good advice that I heard, um, I never worked out before my shift ever because I worked long shifts and then I would just get too tired. So some of the things I would do is either like soak in an Epsom salts bath before I went into work, um, you know, or even just use my heating pad and just lay on that and just kind of use that to warm up my muscles before I went into work and try to do that. Like, you know, within the hour before I had to be there so that I was feeling, you know, good and loose and relaxed, you know, when I got into work. So that was really, really good advice for me. Um, and then during the weeks when I was working, you know, those long shifts, I just, I came home and I just kind of like, I didn't have to do anything. I had a stay at home husband at the time. So he cooked the dinner and he did all the stuff, which was really great. And I, I'm telling you, I don't even know how I would have survived the first two years of my career. Had I not had that somebody else to help me and do that for me, I guess I probably would have been, you know, meal prepping on the one day that I had off work, right. To make sure I didn't have to do any of that stuff when I got home. Um, you know, and just really making sure that I could just go home and relax. And that's literally all I had to do. So Stephanie, you hit on a very key point of support of figuring out what your support system is. Part of self-care is having a support system. Wait, self-support? 
but I'm supposed to be taking care of myself. <laughs> Part of self-love is knowing your support system. It's cultivating that support system. It's knowing who, like if you have a kid, knowing which babysitters you can call on which day. It's knowing, you know, like, okay, so if I can't cook all this and I don't have time for all this, then how am I going to support myself for later? Because it is so much harder to sit down after you're at work and be like, oh, no, I have to cook food. So if you're thinking about yourself ahead of time, if you're thinking, you know, I'm going to, so, and I'm live in Washington state, weed is legal. When I leave uh, and I go down to Cabo, I always buy myself a bunch of weed and I always buy myself a bunch of frozen food, usually like smoothie stuff and all that sort of stuff. So that when I get back and I get off the airplane, I come home and I have a joint and I have the stuff for my smoothie. And I don't have to worry about going shopping because I thought about myself so far in advance. So thinking about yourself far in advance, thinking, creating your support group around you. And some people aren't as good as creating a support group as others. If you're not good at it, find someone who has a good support group and ask them how they did it. Don't be afraid to ask questions because the worst thing is that people are going to say is like, no, I'm not going to answer that, which they wouldn't have answered if you didn't ask. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't smoke weed, but I will follow that up with this. I use THC based topical pain reliever products. And they are literally the most superior thing on the market. So anytime I have a backache, anytime I have a headache, you know, the CBD products are really good, but if you do have a state that's legalized and you have a dispensary, there are recreational products with THC in them that are just amazing. amazing. And they do not, they don't change the way you feel. They don't really get you high. You might get a little bit of like a little woo for a minute, you know, but man, I have, I love that stuff. And it has been working so well for me that I feel good pretty much every day now. So. And there's many different forms, right? There's tinctures and then there's, you know, topical salves. And the thing is, is with everything else, just like with massage therapists, you may have to try a bunch of different ones to find the one that works for you, but it's just like any medicine or any type of like, you know, let's say that you go in and get a massage and it doesn't work for you then you go and you try physical therapy and physical therapy is the thing that is your self-care, you know? So like you have to try, try different things to be able to know what works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, Chris, I wanted to talk to you a little bit because I know you have, um, you know, a background in exercise and corrective exercise and stuff like that. So as a massage therapist, what types of exercises should we be doing? Cause I know there's muscle groups that we use a lot right. Um, that we really don't need to train as hard. And then there's others that we really do need to make sure that we're strengthening as we're working. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. You use the one word that's going to trigger some of this conversation here. You use the word should, what <laughs> should we be doing? Could. And my answer to that question is the same as I will give to somebody who uh, and I also used to work at a physical therapy clinic. I ran the, the rehab gym. So it was the same answer I'd give to somebody doing rehab who's training for an event uh, or try to keep themselves up as, as whatever practitioner of whatever career or recreational uh, event you go for. It's not a matter of what I'm going to tell you what you should do. What are you willing to do? Mm-hmm. What will you do? What brings you some sort of, if not joy, then at least passable satisfaction that you will continue to do that type of exercise. So while we could 
you know, break down a whole exercise plan, you know, head to toe. Here's what you could be doing on different days that would really support you as a therapist. The bigger picture is, well, what are you doing during the day? What is your physical activity? I'm not even going to ask you about exercise. Are you physically active to begin with aside from massage? If the answer is no, then we have to start a little bit more basic with the care. If it's yes, maybe we can do something a little more adventurous. Okay. And so somebody doing nothing, but say, we'll just be very general, someone doing Swedish massage for most of the day versus somebody who's doing more of a, a tie or, you know, either mat or on the table versus somebody doing uh, deep tissue. That's a lot of different stresses. So there's no one set of advice that you're going to give that's going to work for everybody in that that means so yeah short answer right uh, <laughs> let me it rein this sense, in a little though. bit here so the real the, the answer is can if you were to come to me as a, as a client and say well what can i do to, to keep my body up we're going to have to figure out what is it that you will do I can give you a set of exercise, just like I can give somebody, here's all the things you need to do to rehab from your knee surgery. Come back a week later. Okay, so tell me about the exercises that you've done. You know, how, show them to me, which ones have you done? Well, it's real obvious they did none of them because mm -hmm. they didn't like them. They, it brought them no joy, satisfaction. They had no inner drive to, to see why it was there. So now we need to come back and find something else that you're going to engage with. So. For you, it might be, okay, well, you know what? You just need to go outside and take a walk. Move your body. Take a minute and do a little, little five-minute shakedown dance in the middle of the forest. You know, that could be all you need if, you're, if that's, what, that's where your body is. If we need something that's more um, progressive or even preventative for, say, injury, if you do something that's really vigorous all day, you need your body to have that stamina and the ability to withstand the forces that are being put onto it during the day, right? So we might be looking at something that's not necessarily um, you know, aerobic. We might be looking at something more joint stability, muscle building, because you need to be able to absorb that to be able to take it. Now, we're not going to turn you into a competitive bodybuilder and bulk you up because that's not necessary. I, I, I love dispelling that piece. Like Just because you do resistance exercise, nobody has to develop anything more than you already are. We can just build what you have. So it's about, at least on the physical side, making sure that you have the stability to support the activities that you're doing. That's really the base of it. And if we can find something that you enjoy, somebody who enjoys dancing, we can work with that. You know, Zumba was big for a while. It was sort of like dance exercise thing, you know, the, mm -hmm. and many iterations over everywhere from the 80s. when I remember my mother doing something when I was a kid, jazzercise and all those step aerobic stuff and whatever you want to do, whatever makes it fun for you. Some people really like throwing around iron, you know, and I, I have some colleagues that they, they like nothing more than to go got on the squat rack and pump some bench press. And, and that's what brings them joy to do their work. I have some. They like to go through a little uh, a mat-based uh, movement and stretching program with some mobilization work. That's mostly what I do now. I, I, I can't do the heavy lifting anymore. I'm too much, too much damage over too much time on that to, to do that for even for me. So mine's more of a, a movement mobility-based um, mat work. So there's a lot of different ways to be able to do it. The 
the whole thing is to put the time in to find out what's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. um, not what's going to work against you and make you think, oh, I'm not doing it enough. I'm not doing it hard enough. I need to do, we need to find something that meets the expectations of what you need to do in your day will help set you to a path where you're less likely to injure yourself in the line of your duties and that you're able to enjoy your recreational time doing other activities that are completely not massage related. Yeah. Um, I've seen too many people, they train for the one thing they do and they blow out their shoulder washing their car. <laughs> I, 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 so many different ways. CrossFit brought me a lot of these people, um, yes. not, to, not to slam mm -hmm. CrossFit in general, but a lot of CrossFit was horrific in what mm -hmm. I saw it do to people, but they trained for that one thing. And then they, they, you know, lose feeling in their leg while walking their dog. Because they got pulled the wrong way and couldn't withstand that force. But it's just the way you train your body. So it, it's really going to depend on the totality of it. It's kind of a, more of a holistic way to look at it. I'm not just training you for massage, but you need to take in your massage, your recreational activities, other things you do. And then I'll just throw in one more point and I'll stop talking. Otherwise, I'll keep going. <laughs> The most active component of this that most people forget, and I'm going to use a four-letter word here, rest, mm -hmm. R-E-S-T. It is an mm -hmm. active component of training, and I cannot emphasize this hard enough. Go to sleep, people. Stop doing things. <laughs> Just stop. Turn off for a little while. Rest is the active component your body needs to repair the damage that you do to it on a daily basis and mm -hmm. let you continue to do those things that damage you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, to bring it back to self-care for a second, like if you're not sleeping well, I mean, one of the big best forms of self-care is figuring out how much sleep you need and then setting yourself up to, for success to be able to receive it. Yes. You know, like I'm, a, I'm an eight to 10 hour minimum kind of girl, anything over 10 hours, I feel bad. Anything under six hours, I literally feel nauseous all day. But like, I've, I know this, like, I know that if I get eight hours, I'll be good. I know that I will be able to, and I set myself up where I can take that every single day. I know what time I need to be in bed by. I know what time I need to start winding down by to give myself the, my body, my mind, everything, the rest I need to do the rest of my day you know all these self-care things are giving us the tools we need to live our lives mm -hmm. we're not like living our lives to get the tools yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I just want to add real quick like with what Christopher was talking about with exercise and resting and what works for you like yoga really revitalized my massage therapy practice I was definitely coming up against resistance again with having burnt out and yoga provided me the tools to really help my body and my body mechanics when I was in the massage treatment room and I can tell like I wasn't in it to win it when my body mechanics were suffering I wasn't being strong in my body I was sacrificing my body for somebody else so I knew I needed to take care of my body first and yoga really helped me do that it made stretch strengthen 
get the rest I need end of every class with like Shavasana. And when you, sometimes like those subtle practices of moving into Shavasana are so much powerful than power lifting, you know? So I love this topic that we're talking about with self-care and as therapists, I think that we continue to explore what's working. You know, I, I came into it with being Vinyasa flow, which was what I needed. Four years after the fact, I'm now all about the kundalini practice and like clearing my energetic bodies and like really connecting with my spiritual self or moving in restorative practices um, where I can just really match my breath with my body and kind of go into that like sleep yoga state, which is so nice. So find something that work that you enjoy doing and that you get to do. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at least before we go, I really want to talk about the world championships of massage. I, you know, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned that actually a couple of days ago, I was on somebody's social media and we were talking about, um, they were talking about doing clinical care versus, um, you know, the girl wanted to do hot stones in her practice. And somebody was kind of giving her shit for that because she was like more of a clinical massage therapist. And I was like, have you guys ever seen these people on the world? championships of massage and like their flow is like on a whole other level. Like these people are climbing on tables and they're moving bodies. Like, you know, it's just the most amazing thing to watch. And I really want to talk about that. I don't need, there were people that were like, what? I've never even heard of this. <laughs> so the world massage championship is held in Copenhagen every year. Uh, it's hosted by the international massage association, which is a big deal in Europe. <laughs> The the main reason that uh, Americans are kind of like the last thought is because it's like America and then there's the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Um, but the International Massage Association is based out of Europe. Um, it started hosting the World Massage Championship in Copenhagen in 2017, which is the year that I went. Um, you know, it's one of those things that there's so much shit that is thrown out for a competition for massage. And I'm like, are you kidding me, you guys? Like, there are some people that are so amazing that unless there's an, the idea of getting a medal or recognitions or something like that, you'll never hear about them. They have their clients, they have their things, and they're never going to come out of the woodwork. They're not going to share share with everybody. And it's not because they're not like sharing people. They just don't need to. And so a competition is a great way of, I mean, meeting therapists from all over the world seeing things from all over I got to see uh, like a, a Russian sports massage actually I got to experience a Russian sports mm. massage I am so glad I'm not a Russian athlete <laughs> um like she had she she had her elbow into my my stomach muscles as she was having me do crunches to try and open up the psoas and everything Ooh. <sighs> insanity but then like there's these amazing and then there's like people lighting people on fire for the massage and then there's like this amazing thai massage therapist who got the gold in 2017 who i watched and i stole at least three of her different moves and i use them in every single massage like that's what i use and you know just getting to know people from all over the world and understanding that massage therapists really face the same issues all over the world and how can we work together to elevate the profession and like take care of ourselves? Cause like there's some massage therapists that are osteopaths because over in Europe, you can be an osteopathic massage therapist. So you can actually crack bones and set shoulders and do all this really cool stuff that in the United States we're like, uh, that's illegal. 
<laughs> you know, so I mean, the, the World Massage uh, Championship is just this wonderful thing. And yes, massage is subjective, but I guarantee that you guys know a difference by looking at a massage that's good and looking at a massage that's bad. I guarantee you guys know the difference whenever you feel it. And the people that are competing are actually massaging other competitors. So like you're getting reviewed from people who are your com competition. You know, wow. um, the judges wow. are walking around. Yeah, the judges Hardcore. are walking around and watching you massage your competitor. And then they massage you. And then at the very end, whenever they picked their top like six or whatever it is, then they massage the judges in front of all the other massage therapists. And then all the other massage therapists get to vote and say, this was a good massage. This was not so good. This, you know, and so you get to place your vote with who you thought was the most amazing. Um, so we do have an American massage championship that's being held in America this year, which is, you know, like kind of a countrywide one. It's going to be at the World Massage Festival out in Cherokee, North Carolina. Um, if you haven't heard of the World Massage Festival, Mike Hinkle created it to basically compete with all of these big name like AMTA, AMBP, all that sort of stuff. He wanted something that was going to be very affordable, but also that didn't have he went to one of these um, AMTA meetings or something like that. And they were kind of an asshole to him. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to make a festival for massage where everybody can come get their continuing education. It's going to be less than $500 a year. And they'll get all their CEs for two years. And we're going to be nice. We are not going to put up with people being mean to us. <laughs> yes. I've talked to Mike too. And he's, he's awesome. Like, I love that guy. I really hope that I'm able to make it out there this year. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a wonderful community. It's really amazing. You do get a lot and they're all NCTBN certified. There's um, aquatic massage or there's Thai massage or there's Lomi Lomi, like you know, there's intro oral work. There's so much going on out there. And that's where they're hosting the championship this year. Um, there is the European massage championship. They just hosted a Greece massage championship. They're making it more and more accessible to doing it on like the countrywide scale. And sure, do you have to be, do you have to go to a championship to know you're a great massage therapist? No. But does it hurt to go and see all the cool things that are happening around you and being in community with other massage therapists? Also, no. So, like, if you don't want to go, that's fine. But I love our industry and I love seeing what other people are doing because, like, if we work together, so if I work here and you work here, we're only here. But if you and me work together, we're up here, you know? Mm -hmm. it, there is no competition. If people think that me helping you get a client is competition, then that's not the, that's not the kind of people you want to work with. We don't have competition. We have our community and the community needs to be taking care of ourselves and we need to be taking care of others. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> how did you train for that? Like, did you have a certain like routine that you did every day or how much did you practice? Like, I'm just really curious. So I'll be real honest. I was a year out of massage school Wow! and I had an amazing mentor, which is why I dropped earlier, like new massage therapists, go get yourself a mentor. There are plenty mm -hmm. of massage therapists that would love to work with you because we want you to succeed. Um, so I had a really amazing massage therapy mentor and we would trade every other month and whatever massage I gave him, like however long he would give me. So we started at two hours. Then I did three, then I did five. And then he was like, no, I can't do five hours of massage. You know, pull it back to two. 
And then I had actually went to Hawaii and studied Lomi Lomi with my Kumu or one of my Kumus and a mentor and Lomi changed my life. Mm-hmm. And then, so I had a couple of moves that I was like, I want to show this one because I've never seen anyone else do it. And I want to show this one. Well, so the first day I did my massage that my client was, um, didn't like deep tissue. And unfortunately I'm a little bit of a deeper therapist. I don't really do light work. I can, but that's not like my fun, like my Lomi style is based off of the Hawaiian martial arts Lua more than it's based off of temple Lomi because it's a different lineage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like we use our whole body weight, we're walking on you, we're stepping on you, you know, like in Hawaii, you're able to crack people's wrists and put their ribs back into place. So I went and I was doing, you know, the, the moves I wanted to show that I'd been practicing and my routine is never the same type thing. It's just, I knew there were certain things. I did make a playlist and I had my big ass headphones on and I was rocking out to my music while I'm massaging. Everyone thought I was a fucking weirdo, which I'm okay with. <laughs> and um, the second massage was, I had done all of my techniques in the first 20 minutes that I wanted to showcase. And then I looked around at everyone around me. There was probably 40 other people in my room and they were all doing the same thing, the exact same things. And I was like, well, fuck. (laughs) So I just started playing and I got into the flow state and um, I, you know, people who are in athletics or who've done skiing or who have done yoga or, you know, just um, art kind of understand what that flow state kind of feels like where you're just, you're just playing. And I really love the term play when it comes to work. And so I just started playing and I like got up on the table and I did this and I did that. And then at one point I have my hands behind her occiput, um, my, my elbows bracing her chest open and my knees in her hip attachments as I'm like lifting and cradling her off the table. And then I started getting everybody's taking pictures of me. And I was just like, well, honestly, I did something right. Um, and so I really, it was one of those things that I, I did practice with my mentor, um, but even the practice was very free form and just like, I want to try this out. Mm, I wonder what this feels like. I wonder what this does. And then just, you know, coming to the championship and I went there so I could meet really amazing people and I left with a medal and that just like, you know, it's a highlight. It's a highlight. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Brianne, we're going to wrap this up, but before we go, do you have anything else that you wanted to add on like Ayurvedic practices or anything like that? Um, I just want to tell all the massage therapists out there that like healers need healing too, you know, and that starts from within. So as just start loving on your body, loving on yourself, start listening to your likes, your needs, your wants, what you don't like, what you do like, and know that like you are your greatest teacher and you are your greatest healer and to keep digging in to get those, to get the wisdom from within. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Do you guys have any like websites or anything that you want to share as far as like resources with anybody or, you know, talk about how they might be able to find you? So I have the website for my practice. I am working on a website for my mentoring and coaching and lifestyle and all that sort of stuff. Really, honestly, the easiest way, if you want to talk to me, reach out to me on Facebook, Elisa Me Volkman, um, or you can email me at wanderinghummingbirdmassage at gmail.com. 
either way, you're going to be able to reach me. And I love talking to therapists. I mean, I really, really think that bringing joy and bringing play and bringing our lifestyles to where we want them to be is going to support us the most. And I like to help other therapists figure out what lifestyle do you want? Because it's not easy to go from not knowing what lifestyle you want to, to knowing what lifestyle you want. It, that's not easy. I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to do, but it is a necessary thing to do. And so I really enjoy that. So wanderinghummingbirdmassage at gmail.com. And I, I will answer. It might not be soon, but I'll always answer you. I promise. <laughs> All right. How about you two? Well, I'm probably the most, uh, one of the most uh, social media barren people I, I know. I just don't do much with it. Um, <laughs> I only have a personal Facebook page that I'll check once a week. So I don't know if that's the best, but uh, email, I'm very responsive. It's cvjones at gmail.com. Got in nice and early for a good clean address. Um, and, and mostly I do most of my correspondence through there. Um, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's the best spot. Okay. And then Rian, how can people get in touch with you? Yes. So you can find me at my website, which is soulfulwellnesscolorado.com. And soulful, full has two L's. So soulfulwellnesscolorado.com. You can follow me on Instagram, soulfulwellnesscolorado, or same on Facebook. And I really love mentoring massage therapists and just burnt out mamas, healers, teachers in general. Um, and I lead international women's wellness retreats. So I have one coming up in Mexico in November, um, and we still have spots available. So if you're looking to go within, dig a little deep, and have some fun, please join me in the sun in Tulum, Mexico. Mexico in November. Oh, oh, I might take you up on that one. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, I just want to thank all of you guys for being on the show. Thank you so much for coming and sharing all of your wisdom and your knowledge on self-care and self-love. Thanks so much for joining us today on the USO LMT Massage Podcast. We hope that you found this episode fun and informative. You can be a part of the making of our podcast by joining Massage Therapists Redefining the Future on Facebook, where you'll be able to choose the topics that we discuss and send in questions to be answered on the show. Check us out at www.usolmt.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at USOLMT. Join our Facebook group, Massage Therapists Redefining the Future. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at USOLMT Massage Org. Also, let us know if you have any questions or would like more information by writing us at be the change at USOLMT.com. Also, be sure to check out the video description down below for links to the resources that we discussed on the channel. If you're listening um, on Spotify or just listening to one of our audio podcasts, please go over to YouTube um, and visit the video and check out the links that we have there for you with all of the resources. Also, please subscribe to our audio and our video podcast for further episodes. Thank you so much for watching and for listening, and we'll see you next time.